It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Rams and Locked On Bears listeners, welcome to an episode here between myself, the Locked On Rams host, Sosa Kremendous, and Locked On Bears host, Lauren Cox. As you guys can probably tell from this background, this is our first crossover for the 2021 NFL season. Of course, the Los Angeles Rams and the Chicago Bears are going at it on Sunday Night Football in Week 1 to kick off this season. It's going to be a great game between two teams that are sort of familiar at this point in time. Obviously, the Rams and the Bears have played in 2018 with the Bears coming out on top in that one. And most recently, last season in 2020 with the Rams coming out on top in that one. And there are a handful of storylines for us to cover. Obviously, some new quarterbacks for both teams. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how this game is going to unfold. A good game between two, I would say, NFC contenders, two teams that are likely going to be playoff contenders here. Lauren, I'm going to kick it off to you first. Um, this is clearly a game that I think it's not necessarily that important. Of course, it's week one, but at the same time, you want to start that season off properly. Both teams are sort of in this transitional period here with these quarterbacks, and I kind of want to know more about um, that quarterback dynamic there between Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. I'm sure a lot of fans probably want to see the rookie, though it sounds like Matt Nagy is pretty set on going with the veteran. Is there any chance that you think, regardless of the performance, whether it's very good or very bad, whatever the case may be, is there any chance that we could see Justin Fields in this game, or do you think it's the Andy Dalton show for at least a handful of weeks? So I don't think there's any chance or a very, very low chance that Andy Dalton would get benched at halftime the way like Tom Savage did for Deshaun Watson in Houston. But I also don't think there's no, it's not necessarily impossible that we could also see Justin Fields in the game, potentially in a, a special package. The Bears have been very hush-hush about it. They haven't talked about it. Matt Nagy doesn't really acknowledge it in very clear terms to kind of make sure that nothing gets really picked up by the, that the Rams might listen to something at a press conference or something and have some idea of what the Bears might be able to do. But I just sort of get this feeling that, 
he's got some idea in his head, whether they unveil it against the Rams or, you know, next week against the Bengals or somewhere down the line. I, it's something that Sean McVay, I know, said this week that they're preparing for the possibility of both quarterbacks, but it's still going to be Andy Dalton's team, Andy Dalton's show. The, the message from Matt Nagy throughout the preseason was, we need to see Andy Dalton in the regular season. We need to evaluate him with our starting receivers, with our starting offense, and with our starting defense to sort of back him up. The Bears had a lot of injuries in the preseason that kind of kept him from really having that full starting lineup. And so this is going to be like the real evaluative time. And so the the feeling is that he'll get, at the very least, this game, if not a couple of games and maybe a couple more games if he wins a couple of these first games to really kind of show off what he can do. So that's where I think... Bears fans' entire focus is going to be on, I mean, of course, they're going to pay attention to winning and losing, but a lot of it is really going to be how well is Andy Dalton playing and how loud will the rumors be or the murmurs be for Justin Fields to need to get on the field. Yeah, and I think that's going to be one of the more interesting things, too, of course, because me and Brad talked about it on our episode yesterday. He said the over-under, I think, was about six or seven plays for Justin Fields in this game, and he was expecting it to be over. And like you said, there could be some of those fun packages at the quarterback position, and Obviously, the Bears are not the only team going into this game with some quarterback differences. The Rams trade Jared Goff in the offseason. Now Matthew Stafford is the guy. And we have not seen Matthew Stafford take a single snap at the Rams just yet. Did not play in preseason. No other starter did either. So like you said, the same thing with the Bears is going to be happening with the Rams here. It's kind of a you know, scrimmage in some sorts. You don't really know what to expect. I feel like a lot of these guys may take a little bit of time to get that rust off of them get their feet back under them. And not only that, but we've not yet seen any of these guys take real live snaps. So the chemistry might be off a little bit in this game. That's why I'm sort of expecting it to maybe start off a little bit slow, but the bears obviously have a lot of experience playing against Stafford. He played them in the NFC North twice a year for 12 seasons in a row. So not exactly an unfamiliar foe, but it is going to be very interesting because I think those are probably the biggest storylines when it comes to these two teams. You want to look at those quarterback positions. Of course, Both teams are pretty good defensively as well, which is something we have to look out for. And it might make these quarterbacks' jobs a little bit harder in this game. Uh, Looking at the other side of the ball, and it feels like these two teams are sort of copying each other here because you look at Sean Desai, new defensive coordinator for the Bears. The Rams also have a new defensive coordinator this season. Um, What's sort of the expectation here for this guy? Is this defense supposed to be something similar to what they ran, you know, over the last few seasons? And what is sort of the overall expectations for this unit? Yeah, so Sean Desai was a a longtime assistant coach for the Bears, honestly going back three different head coach regimes. He was here 2014, Mark Tressman, then under John Fox, and now under Matt Nagy. He's really just held on, and they've multiple regimes and general managers have have liked him as just a young, bright, up-and-coming coach. And so the idea is that you know he's going to bring the Bears back to a little bit more the Vic Fangio style, the, the Brandon Staley style, and, uh, and now Raheem Morris is going to do things a little differently for the Rams, but that style of defense to get them a little bit more back to that compared to, not that Chuck Pagano, their last defensive coordinator, took them completely away to something brand new, but there's this feeling or this expectation that Desai is supposed to get them closer to the 2018 defense that was number one in the NFL. I, I think that's a a lofty expectation to absolutely, you know, to expect right away in his first season. The Bears have lost some talent slowly kind of over the years. They're aging on defense and they haven't, because of, because of salary cap purposes, they haven't been able to fully replenish some of the guys they lost. You know, they cut Kyle Fuller this offseason. Danny Trevathan is starting the season on injured reserve, but he'll be back later on. So, you know, the, the cornerback spot has some issues. We'll get to some of the matchups too, but the, the, the idea is that schematically, they're going to be able to put Eddie Jackson in a better position this year that maybe he wasn't quite in the place that he needed to be 
under Chuck Pagano, that maybe he can scheme some things up differently for the pass rushers and try and make their jobs a little bit easier. And again, try and sort of band-aid where they've lost some talent and haven't been able to replace it with quite the same level of what we've seen in the past. And it's funny because I've seen Bears fans kind of combing through the Rams defensive depth chart saying, well, you know, they lost a guy here, they lost a guy there and there, and they have a new defensive coordinator. Is is the expectation that they're supposed to pick back up where they left off last year? Or is there a feeling that some drop off will be okay? You know, what? it depends on who you ask. If you ask the fan base, I think a lot of these fans, uh, you know, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, a lot of these guys remain. They expect this defense to really have no drop off. But like you said, the same thing. The Rams were the number one ranked defense last year. And I just don't think it's fair to expect that out of Raheem Morris because, you know, game planning is one half the battle. But calling the right plays at the right times is the other half the battle. And that's something that I just don't know that you can emulate going from Brandon Staley to Raheem Morris, ironically enough, in that same quarters-based coverage scheme there uh, from Vic Fangio. But I think, you know, some regression is to be expected, but you still have a very talented defense. Both teams have, you know, Khalil Max and Aaron Donalds and guys like that, the upper echelon tier of talent in this league. So I do think at the end of the day, it's probably fair to expect the Rams defense to maybe somewhere rank, you know, inside that top 10. I think that's probably a fair expectation, but to expect a number one defense again, especially with some of those holes on the roster. You look at edge rusher, a lot of question marks right now, not very established. And not just that, but you have a handful of guys, Obo Okoronkwo, who's starting on short-term IR, Chris Garrett, who's currently on COVID list. Um, there's some question marks there, the inside linebacker position as well, which is going to make it only a little bit tougher for the Rams to repeat that number one performance on the defensive side of the ball. But that is something we're going to dive into in just a second here and some of these key matchups to watch because I think even going back to last year's game, there's definitely something that I think was brewing in that contest that we have to look out for in this one. But before we dive into that, I wanted to tell you guys that our friends at Manscaped have a can't-miss bet for you today. The leaders in male grooming just launched their fourth-generation performance package. Join the Manscaped movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code Locked On. The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped is the ultimate parlay to take your grooming game to the next level. Hitting a favorite is fun, but shaving with confidence, the folks at Manscaped have given me just that and have my trust when trimming my boys. The recently released Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is a favorite of mine personally. I know me and Lauren probably have had some similar issues when it comes to this stuff. Maybe some of you listeners have as well. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Now, Lauren, we're going to transition into some of these team matchups to watch here. And I mentioned it. For me, my eyes go right to that cornerback wide receiver battle. Uh, there was a lot of talk on Twitter over the course of this offseason. Darnell Mooney, one of those up-and-coming receivers for the Bears. Uh, of course, Allen Robinson, maybe the most underrated player in the NFL. I'm all eyes on these matchups here. I'm looking for how are these guys going to compare and match up against 
Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams, the star-studded corner for the Rams there. Um, and you look back to last year, there was a handful of snaps where Mooney did get open. And for you know various reasons, the quarterbacks, Nick Foles, and uh, I think he was the only one that may have taken snaps in that game, couldn't necessarily get the ball there, whether it was just an inaccurate pass or the pass rush was sort of getting home. Um, so I'm definitely looking at how these guys are going to battle. There seems to be a little bit of a you know, outside of the field type of battle, mental kind of game going on here between these guys. And I think ultimately when it comes down to it, these guys are more likely than not are going to help dictate the outcome of this game. Of course, at the end of the day, it always comes back to the quarterback play and the offensive line or defensive line, the trenches, as they say. But I really think these cornerbacks and receivers are going to have an interesting battle in this game. I'm going to kind of shift it over to you now. Is there anyone in general that you're looking at, whether it's on the Bears side, on the Rams side, that you sort of have circled for this game? Yeah, I will say with the with the wide receivers and quarterbacks thing, you know, Darnell Mooney was not one who wanted the smoke necessarily. I mean he 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 was he, he was kind of letting the fans talk for him, but he was not one that was coming out to say like, oh yeah, I'm going to get Jalen Ramsey. I mean, he and Allen Robinson are both very. They're they're much more lead by example type guys, and not that they don't talk to their teammates, but they, they let their play do the speaking in terms of trash talk. I mean, maybe on the field there's a little bit more of that chirping, but I, I do think for sure that mental battle is going to be interesting if they could kind of remain that the sort of stoic receivers that we tend to see them play like in Chicago, and so much will come down to the quarterback play, absolutely. And I think from a Bears perspective, when I look at the quarterback play with Andy Dalton, he's a guy that. I think relies really, really heavily on the strength of his supporting cast. And if you can give him an offensive line, can pass protect a little bit of a running game, and then some receivers that can catch some passes, he's a playoff quarterback. But if you have, you know, pass protection issues and he's under fire all the time and you can't run the ball, he he's not the guy that is going to like elevate the level of play of players around him. So of course, you know, we're going to all circle Aaron Donald and, and the interior of the Bears offensive line. That's where I feel like the strength of the Bears offensive line is not that it's a plus matchup for Chicago. Aaron Donald is going to give them <laughs> trouble all game. Absolutely. But if I'm looking at the positions on this offensive line that I'm more concerned about, it is the offensive tackles. It's 39 year old Jason Peters, although both teams have 39 year old left tackles, but, and then Jermaine Effetti on the right side, the former first round pick from the Seahawks. Neither one of those guys I would say are complete sure things at this point. And Bears fans are kind of holding their breath to see, okay, can they hold up and can they, you know, can they give Andy Dalton time from the edges of the pocket and keep that clean pocket and not sort of collapse down and make him have to be a mobile quarterback that he's not? So I, I know you had mentioned earlier that the, the Rams are still having some questions at pass rusher outside of Leonard Floyd. I've got worries that Leonard Floyd's going to get another revenge game in here against, you know, potentially an old, an old offensive tackle that's still getting into game shape or a, a reclamation project on the right side that still I don't have hundred percent confidence in being able to hold up all game. And so as, as much as Donald's going to get the attention, I think those edge rushers have the chance to, to really either capitalize on Donald, getting some of that pressure up front or capitalize on all the focus on Donald to get more of those one-on-one -on -one matchups on the outside. And that's sort of how they work, right? Is Aaron Donald is so special that you have to dedicate two or three players to him. And that's how guys like Leonard Floyd get $16 million per year on their contracts because they get the benefit of playing one-on-one -on -one against some of these guys. And uh, like you mentioned, he probably has a little bit of that intrinsic motivation coming from Chicago, obviously a former first round pick. Uh, for me, one other thing that I'm definitely looking at, and I have to ask you about this too, is the Rams receivers, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and even the new guy, Deshaun Jackson. I want to see how they utilize this guy, his speed, his deep talent. Uh, but on the other side of the ball, the Bears cornerbacks, there's a lot of change here. Obviously, you mentioned it, Kyle Fuller no longer with the team. 
some of these names I couldn't even name. You know, I'm looking at the depth chart. I'm a little bit confused. I've never seen some of these guys play before. Um, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot of projection for those guys there. The Rams on the other side at receiver, almost no projection. We've seen these guys, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, together since 2017. They're as solid as they come. Not exactly very flashy in terms of the highlights, but they just run good routes, very good hands. They get open, they separate. And I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to work with Matthew Stafford because you look at Stafford's career over the course of his career, basically, and he's had a lot of contested catch, jump ball type of guys. You know, you look at Calvin Johnson's, Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay. You guys have seen them. These guys, not necessarily the best separators, but they're going to go up and get it nine times out of 10, whereas the Rams are a completely different type of a receiver core where none of these guys are necessarily contested catch guys. They are guys that are going to separate. They're going to create separation, and they're very good at creating yardage after the catch. But I want to know more on that side of you know your perspective here. Who are these corners? What is expected out of these guys? Is there anyone in general that's kind of standing out or that's expected to be the top dog in this unit? Yeah, so last year's second-round pick, Jalen Johnson, has definitely been handed the mantle. He's going to be cornerback one. It doesn't mean he's going to shadow receivers by any means, but they're kind of looking to him to take another step forward in his second season. They liked him as a very physical kind of press man cornerback coming out of college. Schematically, we're wondering exactly where he's going to fit in, you know, from the quarter scheme perspective. I mean, you know, they'll let him be physical up on the line of scrimmage, but then we do want to see just how well, I guess, it meshes schematically and how this defensive coordinator, who, who was the, who was there last year as his defensive backs coach, right? There's a familiarity there with all these cornerbacks and the defensive coordinator, but how that's going to work together. The uh, the unknown brigade, the, the other starter is going to be a man by the name of Kindle Vildor, which is a great, you know, Lord of the Rings name. I mean, it was great when they drafted him. It's been really fun to kind of have a Kindle Vildor on the roster. He's a fifth-round pick last year, got some snaps late in the year, and they made it an open competition. He and originally Desmond Trufant, but now it's Artie Burns is the other one on the roster. Trufant is no longer around. Open competition between them. It appears Vildor has won. That doesn't mean Burns couldn't rotate in, or if Vildor has some bad snaps, they throw Artie Burns in. Burns, of course, was the former first-round pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers, what, four, five, six years ago now, and was injured last year and haven't really seen much of him in, in quite some time. So he's a little bit of an unknown. And then in the slot, it's Duke Shelley, who was the Bears' six-round pick two years ago, played some slot snaps last year. Very much unknown for him too, right? I mean, some real question marks here that these these could be young ascending players that step into like a small breakouts this season, or they could these could be guys that are way in over their head and not ready for a full-time starting job as late-round draft picks. And that's what they all look to the defensive coordinator, Sean Desai. He's been their DB's coach. And schematically, can you put these young corners in a position to where you know, they're not going to allow as much separation or at least not be beaten mentally, right? You know, they're not, if they, if they can avoid biting on the double moves and, and, you know, letting route concepts take them out of position or challenge some of their keys, if they can just kind of stay focused on, okay, you know, what is my responsibility and what's not my responsibility and not go after the ball and not kind of freelance, but just stick in what the, the rules of, you know, the pattern match coverages require them to do, then I think they can be okay. But you just wonder with younger players like that, if, an offensive coordinator like Sean Desai might find some ways to take some day three draft picks and really challenge them to know their keys and to hold that responsibility and just play smart football consistently and, and not make mistakes. I, I have a feeling Stafford will have a couple opportunities throughout this game to fire one in there. And if they can connect and get a couple of those explosive plays, that's where the bears could run into some trouble. Yeah. And I think that, 
right there, that battle between those receivers and corners is part of the reason why this line is set where it is, which is currently the Rams at seven and a half. Uh, of course, they are obviously at home as well. We talked about that ushering in this grand new SoFi Stadium, and you guys can make your bets on betonline.ag, one of our sponsors for today's episode. All of our eyes are now towards the 2021 NFL season right around the corner. When you guys are listening to this episode, it's going to be the kickoff of the season, Thursday night football between the Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You guys can go place your bets, get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 Survivor Contest, which are both open now. You can head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to take advantage of all your favorite sports from basketball to football to boxing right to horse racing. They've got you covered. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And I think if you guys have a vehicle, you probably went through this process as well where you're calling up your mechanic. You got to wait a long time for a part to come in. They don't have it. It's super expensive, something along those lines. I think we've all been through that. You don't have to deal with that anymore. All you have to do is check out rockauto.com. They are a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you're a person who likes to fix things yourself or you're a professional and you're looking for reliably low prices, all you have to do is go check their website. They have every make and model available. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and write locked on in there how did you hear about us so they know that we sent you but now we're going to get back into this game and we talked about that betting line if you need some help on that go check out the new locked on bets podcast hosted by your boy q and handicapping expert lee sterling you can get your daily picks blowout specials wrong team favorite picks and lee sterling's lock of the day all you have to do is go check out locked on bets brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts now we can look at this final segment here, talk about some of these keys to victory, betting odds, you know, some of these predictions here. And we mentioned it. This is one of the bigger lines here in week one, obviously favoriting the Rams. And I think some of that kind of makes sense when you look at, you know, maybe these matchups between these two teams, the Rams obviously being at home as well. Uh, maybe just having a few less question marks on that roster. But I also talked about it. This team has not taken a single snap in this preseason. Like we have legitimately no idea what to expect from this team. They could come out and look like a Super Bowl caliber team from the first snap, or they could take, you know, six or 10 weeks to get used to each other because you look back to the Buccaneers last year, they really didn't hit their stride until midseason, and that was with Tom Brady. So, you know, there's a lot of projection here for the Rams as well. Uh, I'm going to kick it to you first, Lauren, here. When you look at this, you know, game between these two teams, is there anything in general that you're looking at for these keys to victory, or um, do you have a prediction that you want to share? Yeah, I think especially from like a betting perspective, I was just pulling back up the last couple of games. I mean, last year in 2020, it was a 24 10 score. 2019, it was 7 to 17. And in 2018, it was 15 to 6. And last year was a little bit more of breaking the trend of otherwise kind of low scoring. I don't know if ugly is the right word, but just, you know, there was more of a struggle, I think, to, to really put points in the end zone. I mean, a credit to both defenses playing well and, and really both teams having some real major questions at quarterback. Both teams now think they've upgraded at quarterback, but for a lot of the reasons you said, like I'm not expecting these two teams to come out firing and score three touchdowns each. So, I mean, I feel like you know, when I see an over under set at 46 and a half, I, that, that would require, you know, 23 and 24 points for each team to, to hit that mark. I, I, I don't see them hitting that. I mean, I, I'm inclined to take the under in that regard. And with a, what a seven and a half point spread, 
it's, it would seem to me like it would be tough for either team to just like score enough to really pull away in that regard. And so I don't think the bears are going to win, but I, I think there's a decent chance they could cover seven and a half points. I mean, I just, I don't know that it's going to be, you know, one point deficit, but you know, somewhere in that three, six, seven point range feels like enough. And especially if you can get a bigger spread than that and give the bears even more points. And I, I think there's some real potential there for, for some winning bets. I just think, you know, Dalton's going to have some trouble with the offensive line up front. I, I really think the, the supporting cast is going to be okay, but it's not going to be enough to overcome this quality of defense that they're facing. And, and same kind of thing with the Bears defense. It's like, I I, th- I don't think they're going to be, you know, gashed for four busted coverage touchdowns from Stafford. I mean, they've seen enough Stafford to kind of know what he does and doesn't like, but we don't know how Sean McVay is exactly going to handle it. So there's some element of surprise there. And I think it'll be an advantage Rams, but you know, is that I think they'll, they'll hold up more or less. There's going to be a couple big plays here there, but other than that, you know, they're going to be able to force some stops or at least have drives ends in field goals instead of touchdowns. And so maybe it's not, you know, 15, six ugly, like we saw a couple of years ago, but you know, maybe it's, 17 10 maybe it's 17 13 maybe it's 13 20 I mean somewhere along those lines is kind of where where I come down this game just because I think it's going to be a little bit more of a sloppy week one as opposed to two teams that are firing on all cylinders where do you stand yeah I I tend to agree you know that seven and a half line is uh, relatively large obviously and um, I do think that the Rams have the advantage here for sure Uh, if I wanted to be a, a betting man I would probably pick the Rams money line you know just to be safe but um, at the same time, you know, I, I like that prediction that you just dropped 20 to 13, somewhere in that range where I think the Rams can sort of just rely a little bit on some of the talent that they have in terms of the guys that they, you know, bring back from last year, the Aaron Donalds, the Ramseys, the Cooper Cups, Woods, all these guys. And you kind of know what you're getting out of some of these guys. But there's also those pieces that are mixed and matched in there that are a little bit more questionable that we have yet to see that we have yet to uh, experience and see how that chemistry is going to work between those guys. So. I expect there to be a little bit of a slow start, at least from the Rams here. Um, No snaps with these guys. I just don't think it's fair to expect for them to just come out firing out of the gate. Maybe off the adrenaline at first, you know, the running game might work a little bit more than the passing game, but I definitely think they're going to have some kinks to work through. So that seven and a half line is a little bit large. I do think that the Rams do win this game at the end of the day, but the one thing they have to do and not let this man ruin the game is just neutralize Khalil Mack. This is the one guy you know, that they've done a pretty good job against, especially going back to that last game last year. But at the same time, I mean, this guy is just as talented as any other player in football. He can take over a game just as easily as anyone else can. So if there's one guy that the Rams have to try and neutralize to give themselves the best possible shot to win this game and make things as smooth as possible entering this week one matchup, that's the guy that I think that they definitely have to at least try to do their best to just settle down and then rely on what they do well. You know, there's this running game that we've seen from the Rams over the last few seasons that's been productive, uh, throw it to your receivers, you know, get the ball in these guys' hands, let them create after the catch, and you have to rely on your best players on defense, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Darius Williams, scheme around these guys, um, and do the best that you can with the remaining pieces on that side of the ball. I think it's going to be a very interesting game between these two teams, as it always is, and it's going to be a good way to start this season. Uh, you guys can also go check out the Ultimate Season Preview Uh, For previews of every single team in every division from our local experts and Odyssey's NFL experts, it's not too late. All of those are up by now, I believe. Uh, You can search the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, That's going to pretty much do it for this episode here 
of the first week of crossovers at the Locked On Podcast Network. You guys can find us on Twitter, myself at QB's MEP, Lauren at Cox Sports One. And of course, make sure to listen to Locked On Rams and Locked On Bears throughout the rest of the week. And going into next week when we recap this game, uh, as well as get you guys ready for week two, Football season is finally back. No more speculation. We have football games to cover. It's going to be great to watch this stuff. You guys can subscribe to us. I believe we're both on YouTube. We're both everywhere. You can find us on all audio podcast platforms as well. Search us up on YouTube, Locked on Rams, Locked on Bears. Enjoy this week and good luck to all fans. Football is finally back. Cheers to you guys. Have a good one. And we'll talk to you guys after this game wraps up. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.